sounds funny. I mean, it does sound funny. Like, <laughs> we went to Monticello, and now we're going to Wanamingo. Where else? Really, really just Kenya. Where else, you know, what other state can you uh, yeah. enjoy such? Well, Wisconsin. Creative. Wisconsin, well, Wisconsin has some great town names. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Manitowoc. Right. And then Chippewa there's like. Falls. Yeah. There's, yeah. Wanamingo. Wanamingo is still better, though. Wanamingo is pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I am recording right now, by the way. I assume. So. I, yeah. <laughs> I just, full disclosure, we're on the record. I see the red light. We're, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Dang yeah. it. I can't, I can't pull anything over on this guy. Uh, you got to get up pretty early in the morning. And even if you do, Jerry Lucard is up before you. No, I don't know about that. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what do you, what, what, what today's episode? Yeah. Um, Claire Larson, Kenyon Lomingo. You know, I just met Claire. You know, Claire's been around a long time, and I've known her name for a long time. But she went really, to the U. She went to the U a little just prior to my arrival. Yep. And uh, I met her at MMEA, the Midwinter Clinic, and what a what a personality, what a force. Claire is awesome because uh, she's representative of so many band directors in Minnesota that um, they teach in a smaller rural community, right. and. She is the band director, and she has everything from fifth grade beginner band all the way up through high school, and she has to be the expert on every instrument. You it's, are a jack of all trades. You are a one-man show. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really, really cool. In fact, I got a chance to walk a day in her shoes recently. We did a band director swap where I went down to Kenyon Wanamingo, and I taught all of her students for one whole day I just became her right and she came here to Farmington and got to experience what uh, my job is like on a daily basis and right suburbia yeah very yeah. different jobs and right. very different schools but what I liked about her and it, this was her idea by the way right she's willing to try anything and um, if it's good for kids she wants to do it if she can learn from it she wants to try it right right I found that to be true and I'm, I'm excited about going down and getting more of more of her story yeah, and finding out more about the risks she takes. Uh, so she's just an ideas person and she's a go-getter. And I thought that was the perfect fit for me to go and experience a day in the life of another band director whose experience is very different than mine. And what a great way to learn and what get great, better. Yeah. And the students probably had a great time. I think they did. You know, it's just, it's enough change in a day <laughs> where they just, just like... Yeah, excited about it. Just enough. Yeah. I used to be pretty good at teaching fifth grade band, but I haven't done it in a long time, and I'm not very good at it anymore. You know, when I do junior high honor bands or yep. even fifth grade honor bands, yeah. you know, middle level, um, it's interesting. You know, you just have to shift gears. But, you know, there's more similarity than differences. There really there are. There really are. But I realized about five minutes into that fifth grade group band that I had forgotten some of the words and phrases that you need to be able to talk to 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds. Right, and when, a, when yeah. a student comes up to the podium with a broken instrument, <laughs> yeah. I just look at him like, uh, what do I do with that? And again, what you're do the I do only person in the room, and there's 50 fifth graders in front of you. Exactly. Whereas in my current reality is that it's like, oh, you go talk to Ms. Holmes. She can like fix her instrument for you, and I don't have to like stop my rehearsal. You know, we might even do an episode on instrument repair. We should. We should, and we I know the person I'm going to. I suppose we should get to it. You should you should do the intro. You should tell people what ep what podcast we're listening to, and then we can play that snazzy new uh, theme music. Yeah. I love our theme music. I think we. Find I mean, it's good. not really new. I mean, no, this is episode five, but 
I mean, when you get a chance to listen to Holst, you might as well like take advantage. And it is Minnesota students playing. Oh, that's so cool. In that's... Orchestra Hall. Okay. Hi, Bannon, Minnesota listeners. Welcome to this podcast that works to address the hottest topics on the minds of Minnesota band directors. My name is Jerry Lucar. And I'm Brad Mariska. And we'll be joined by colleagues and friends from around Minnesota. <laughs> Well, we're here today in Kenyon, Wanamingo with Claire Larson to talk about her band program. So welcome, Claire. Thank you, Jerry. Glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about your story and where you came from and how you got to Wanamingo, okay. Kenyon. Well, um, you know, I'm a St. Olaf grad and um, I went to the U of M after St. Olaf and I was in some of the greatest bands during those times. I had... Um, I had Mighty Johnson my first couple years at St. Olaf, and I finished my St. Olaf career with Timothy Marr. And then I went directly on and did my master's with Craig Kirchhoff. So I had tremendously powerful influences in my musical, um, you know, my musical education. Some there. Mount Rushmore figures. Right. right. Yeah. So when I first hit the podium on my own band program at, um, at Patrick Henry High School in North Minneapolis, I really tried to be all those people a great conductor with wisdom beyond my years and facial expressions and ways to motivate kids and you know and you were um, in your 20s i was very young <laughs> exactly oh my gosh i was right. like 22 and i realized early on that you know it just was not working for me to be other people sure and then i you know i just kind of really just let myself shine through and and i was authentic and i maybe a little quirky and said funny things and got overly dramatic and people that resonated with people and they, they all of a sudden started I've buying. never met a fifth grader that doesn't like quirky. <laughs> <laughs> they love that. They yes, love that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, main message to the young listeners is be yourself. Don't be afraid to be creative and quirky and awkward because that's how people like you. Right. If that's who you are. That's who you That's are. That's the most you can't be, perfect yeah. who you are. You can't That's be right. someone you're not. So Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I've your imperfections are sometimes your greatest strength. I agree. And that's that's a lesson to be learned. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Our towns, Kenyon and Wanamingo, have a total population of about 3,000. We do draw a little bit from the, the fringes of the communities. But, yes, it's about it's a, it's a very small community. Well, I saw all of it today driving here because I took my GPS and I went to Wanamingo. Oh, yeah. And so I, I found a coffee shop. Oh, yeah. That's a great place. Uh, it, it is a great place. Mm -hmm. I love that place. Yeah. And they're very friendly. Mm -hmm. And I walked in and the community all looked at me like I wasn't from Wanamingo. Yes. You know, it was yes. interesting. Yeah. I understand small town. Well, and you know what? It is a cool place because no matter where you're at, like if I'm walking down Main Street, I'm going to see someone from the bus garage and they're going to come out and say, hey, how's it going? Or looking forward to hearing the band and and people do make connections with you in town. Right. So. I grew up in a small town so I understand yeah that and they were very friendly in the coffee shop and I said I'm going to the high school oh you, that's that's in Kenya yeah so you have to go this way and this way and it's about 10 yeah. miles away and right so it's about 10 miles uh, east of here so yeah. it is uh, 
Uh, but it's a fabulous uh, partnership between the two communities, and we have just a fantastic population of students here in our school districts. So. That's great. Yeah, so I started my career in North Minneapolis um, at Patrick Henry High School um, and Franklin Middle School. And wow, then, that's a very different environment. It is a different environment, yeah. and that was back in like 1997, okay. 96, 97. And then after that, um, I was a stay-at-home mom for eight years with my kids. I have three children who are all high school age. Mm -hmm. And um, then I did a long-term sub in New Prague at the, um, the New Prague Elementary Schools. And then I did a one-year gig up in Brooklyn Center Middle School and High School. And then it landed me here in Kenya Wanamingo about 10 years ago. So I've been here for 10 years. A decade. Good. That's right. So. Well, I've heard about your the culture that you've created here and how you inspire students. Tell me a little bit about some of those things and particularly the leadership yeah. model that you use. This is, um, I, I think leadership is really central to our, um, our music program. Um, one of the benefits of being in a 5 through 12 school is that you have older kids and <laughs> they are really rock stars to the younger kids. Well, I remember that as a kid. Yeah. You know, you look up as a junior high student, you look up to, or a middle school student, you just look up to the high school kids oh, like sure. they're at the top of the food chain. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know how you chose your instrument, but I, when I was a kid, I chose my instrument because my sister had a really cool friend who played oh. that instrument. I was like, I want to be just like them. So we get a lot of that in our district where we have older brothers and sisters or the band is very visible. Um, we're out in the community and we're at all of the games. And so kids will grow up and they'll see these stars, you know, rock stars on their instruments. And then they're like, I want to play just like that kid. So um, that inspiration across the ages is just uh, really, really important. Well, as we speak, there's a young man teaching a younger group of students saxophone yeah. yeah and he's what a senior uh, he's a junior actually. he's a junior and um i yesterday i was telling my um my high school band and they all know that this was happening but i'm like I, i'm going to be in this interview is there anyone that could facilitate some of the fifth and sixth grade lessons so i can do the interview and bray olson one of my junior star saxophone players he's a wrestler he's just incredible he's like yeah i'll step up and and do the lessons. So that's he, so great. Yeah. So that's, he stepped and, in and yeah. Yeah. That's and that I mean that's leadership. That that's is. It. Yeah. That is. And you know, we do we do a lot more. Like um I wanna say that first of all we do band we have band officers. So mm -hmm. okay. we, um three kids are elected by their peers to be the officers and we meet probably I don't know, once a month or as needed to discuss all sorts of things, you know, like what do we want to do for um, how are we going to recruit our next class? Like we, we definitely make sure that we have visibility to that eighth grade class that's coming up. That was our most recent meeting. How do we want to recruit them? What should we say? Can, what do you want to? I love to your them? use of language. Yeah. We. How are right. we? Right. Yeah. And so they're vest, invested, oh, really invested sure. in the in the next generation. They really are. And I, I said now I know that we have sixteen seniors, so. You are graduating, and I have like 22 eighth graders. Let's fill those seats, you know, when you go. Right. We want to have a right. thriving program, and we want to make sure that they know that there's a place for them in our high school band. Well, you know, I think about this. You play that forward, and then suddenly they're school board members yeah. as adults. Yeah. Helping the next generation because they've oh. modeled that. 
through their through Absolutely. their own education. Yeah, and I want to say I love that word modeling um, because Jerry, um, it's all about modeling. And, and those seniors, when they're in my band program, what are they doing? They're modeling how to be a fantastic contributor. Someone who's sitting with great posture. They're attentive. They're using their pencils. They're highly invested. They're learning their parts, and then they're holding their other members of their section accountable for knowing their parts. Right. It's right. just such a huge value to our program. That's great. Yeah. So that senior, I always say the seniors kind of run the band. So tell me about the leadership structure here in the band program. Like, what, what does that mean? Just set an example for all the younger kids coming up. Like, that's how it was for us when we came in. All the seniors, they said it example for us how it should be we kind of just carried it up and keep passing it on that's great it's nice it's nice in a school district like this when you have middle school and high school connected physically because mm -hmm. you see those students and they do look up to you you remember what it felt like oh yeah oh yeah i remember <laughs> what it felt like at this like 100 years ago uh, <laughs> you know when you're when you're in middle school i mean a, a high school senior just looks it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. isn't it amazing mm -hmm. and once you're there you don't feel that anymore. It's like, yeah, they can't possibly feel the way I felt. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. So that modeling of leadership is the most powerful leadership. Actions speak louder than words thing. It's so true. But what formally, what kind of leadership do you have? I mean, you have a band council? Yeah, we yeah. have three so like, yeah, the officers. officers. Okay, yeah. so tell me, who's on the officer program? Tell me, what's your role as an officer? I'm the secretary. Yeah. yeah. Secretary. And I'm the president. Oh, good. I'm the vice president. Terrific. So those elected <laughs> positions? Yeah, last year, at the end of the year, everyone voted. Okay. And, and here you are. Yep. Stand in a program when, when I have them for eight years, they are literally like they feel like my children when they leave right and it just rips your heart apart when they leave <laughs> and i know that that not everyone understands that unless you've had them you know for eight years but i i told one of my seniors i shed my first tear and i usually shed a tear at some point when it dawns on me that they're gonna leave and right it was this year it was in january well, it's like your own children you know there's a time they they get push them out of the nest right. kind of and, right. and that's a difficult thing yeah but i certainly we i stay very well connected with my kids when they leave um so i you know i i stay on facebook you know and instagram and i'll message them often as they go out into the real world and if they're doing great things i know i've got a lot of d d2 volleyball players that are doing amazing things right now and at Winona State and Mankato State, and I'm just, I'm their number one fan. I'm oh, always, that's so great. You know, or kids yeah. off doing amazing things in college and pursuing interesting careers. I'm just always following them, and I still am the, their biggest fan. Well, you, you know, you talked a little bit earlier, ask about social media and how mm -hmm. you use that. This sounds right. like a way that you might stay plugged into these students once they leave. Absolutely. Tell us about how you use social media both in school and beyond. Right. Well, you know, it's hard to really know what's happening in a school district unless you're seeing visual things on on a regular basis visual or or, or written word about what's happening so um i have used instagram and i use twitter and we have facebook and um, i also am the district manager of our website so i get to wow. you know have access to uh, of the high school 
the high school webpage. I'm like the, the webmaster for that. So I make sure that positive things are put out so people can see the things that are happening. So um, I know before um, the the interview here, I was telling you about the Remind the Remind app that I use right. to remind students. Right, right. right. Now, I, I know this is not a, a social media really thing, but it is it's a technology. Way, it's technology. Yeah. And um, this is something that I do. I, I, I send reminders like, hey, don't forget, we have an interview today. If you could come, please come at 11. But I am also the person that after a great rehearsal, I'll be like, um, that was awesome. Thank you for giving me 100% today. Mm. I know you're working hard and you're stressed out. And I hope you take time this weekend to recover. So I, they know that I will always be available and to give them compliments when they earn them. You That's know? great. So, That's great. And yeah. you don't have to be present to do no, that. No, I don't. And, yeah. um, and it's also a way, you know, individually or in small groups, if I want to reach out to my officers or other uh, sections, I can say, you know, I can shoot them a quick message and, and, and make sure we're, we're, we stay in touch. Because it is hard in the day, yeah. even though we have so much technology at our fingertips mm -hmm. to stay connected, Jerry, it's, it can be hard to make sure everybody's in the loop, you know, not right. everybody has the same technology in their pockets and, you know, and, and but it, it does help in terms of being, having access to them when, when I need to. Right. You know? And everybody doesn't live two minutes from school right. in this district. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. They're spread They're out. out. Right. Yeah. In fact, Jerry, I got to just tell you, I know you did not notice this, but come over here and look at this. This is a... <laughs> This is how Kenny Wanna Mango students sometimes get to school. This is one of my band students. <laughs> There's a snowmobile outside the window, everyone. <laughs> yes. uh, so I, I, I it's been only a good in winter. Minnesota, it's right? It's been a good winter, and I'm like, where? Oh my gosh, my band students are parking their snowmobiles right outside my window. That's so funny. Kind of unique. Huh? Kind of unique. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a special place. So. Right. Yeah. Let's go ice fishing. Yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, when I came in, you were also teaching fifth grade trumpet. I was. And you were using technology. What uh, kind of, what yeah. were you? Yeah, so um, I've always used the Smart Music program okay. for a long time. And um, we do, um, we use it at all the different levels. So Smart Music is a great tool because then I can have them test out. On you can those, measure. I can measure yeah. them and they will give me a number. Now it'll say like I, I request that they get eighty percent. That's maybe mm -hmm. one missed note, and you have to always hear above the the computer because sometimes it detects no correct notes as wrong notes if they're out of tune and, right. and such. But um, smart music has been awesome. But um, we do something called band karate. Now I'm going to tell you this is not my idea. This is Julie Spindler's idea, and Julie was um, uh, the band teacher in New Prague. Um, okay. And I saw how she utilized it. Well, and tell I'm like, boom, I've got to do that. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So um, so students, you, you work through the band karate belts and you progress through the book. So that's a good, like these are some benchmark tests that you can complete. And then that gives some incentive to keep practicing forward. Great. Um, so um, on the wall out there, you can see all the colored belts and, and you can check that out on your way out. But kids are signing their names and they're trying to get they're trying to get black belt before the end of the year. And you're all in what grade? Fifth and sixth. Fifth and sixth grade. Okay. That's great. And you're all in band? Mm-hmm. So you, your teacher, Claire Larson, said that you do band karate. Can yeah. somebody tell me what band karate is? Because I don't know what that is. 
fan karate is like you get a whole bunch of songs and you try to pass them and if you get so many she gives you like if you mess up on three parts like two parts you still pass but if you don't really get the rhythm or miss notes you don't pass right so you don't have to be perfect you yeah. just have to and be then, good and then once if you pass you write your name up there good and what are what are the steps like is it black goes, belt the best? Yeah. Black belt. So, yeah, it's so supposed it to be the white, hardest. White belt, yellow belt, orange belt, green belt, red belt, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, pink belt, and black belt. That's a lot of belts. And I also have been using the Sight Reading Factory, which is a new program. Well, it's not new. It's been used a lot. I mean, a lot of choir programs use it. But I have been implementing that in all of my bands. And Great. in high school band, we're learning 12, 8 times. And so this is something, 12, 8, 9, 8, all those compound time signatures are really tricky. So we are working on how to learn and, and, and perform, you know, with yeah, that, those meters. Those meters are, yeah. So that ha is another thing that I use. Um, we uh, have YouTube playlists and such for jazz bands so kids can listen and, you know, Style. just standard stuff that, that I know a lot of educators are, are using. So, right. Yeah. But when you bundle all that together, it adds up to a lot of technology. It does. Yeah. And, and a lot of knowledge in technology. Yeah. How did you acquire all that knowledge? Was that something you learned in college or you picked up on the <laughs> on the road? No. No, but I, <laughs> no, that's a great question, though, because, you know, you do kind of, like, pick it up along the way, right? Mm -hmm. So smart music, I knew about it, I think, when I was starting, like, earlier on, but it was not readily used. And, and technology Well, and it's developed. Yeah, yeah, it was it's not, not as developed. So... Um, I definitely started using smart music after I taught fifth grade band in New Craig. And then um, I went on to Brooklyn Center, and that was an arts and technology magnet school. And mm. they had a whole um, producing studio using garage bands. So they would do um, produce music and do arrangements and really cool stuff. So I learned how to use garage band and just furthered my understanding of, of um uh, smart music as well and then I came on to KW and I think I first saw uh, Sight Reading Factory being utilized by Kyle Eastman who is the choir director in Northfield and uh, my son was performing um, an assignment for him and I'm like oh. this is awesome I am going to use this right away. I need to do right this. Right. 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 So it's just so fabulous to get ideas from colleagues. Yeah. So. Well you talked a little bit about some of the kind of risk taking you you've done right we talked at the convention yeah and uh, just try things what yeah. are some of the crazy innovative things you've tried or yeah successes or failures whatever. right so i yeah. want to say that um i when i have an idea i always preface it whether it be my husband or my students is i have a lot of ideas they're not all good because sometimes <laughs> they're like it's like what this is dumb okay you so throw enough stuff on the wall something's gonna stick something's gonna stick yeah so, um, so a couple of the ideas I had, and generally, I, I, some of them are stolen or morphed from other ideas. Sure. For instance, um, one of the first um, ideas I thought of for my fifth and sixth grade band was to do a practice-a-thon. Now, in Bloomington, my niece and nephew were doing a read-a-thon, and they were raising money for their school by just reading books. Right. And I'm like, wow, why couldn't that be a practice-a-thon? I mean, it's like 
100% profit. Like we, we wanted to raise money for our program. All we needed was parents to give their kid a couple tips when they're practicing, you know, here's 25 cents in the jar, or grandma and grandpa will pledge 10 cents a minute. Um, and so um, that was wildly successful and has continued to be very successful. That is a great yeah. idea. Yeah, and then what, yeah. what's cool about that, Jerry, is that all of our prizes are donated from our community. Right. So kids who participate in the practice-a-thon get their name in the drawing, you draw names, they win a gift card to uh, the Kenyon Bar and Grill or JB's well, Tavern or whatever. You, you're raising money, they're practicing, you know, time yeah. on task. Right. I mean, yeah, what's better than that? It, it really, there's nothing better. And you know, I do that right now. Because yeah. this is February and mm -hmm. the, pra the excitement of practicing has waned and like, what are, why are we practicing still? Yeah. So you got to time it out when you feel like they need a little bit of a boost of excitement. Well, in our first episode was about beginning band. Yes. And we talked about when the shine wears off the instrument. Sure. So here's some ideas. Yeah. Good for you. Another thing I do, and I don't run that practice thon every year. I do it every other year mm -hmm. because, you know, you just want them to wait for it and be excited about it. The off year, I have done a solo contest. So I give, it's again, optional to participate, um, but kids will work up a solo. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, Twinkle Twinkle from the first book or, um, you know, uh, easy solo from a, a solo book. Right. But in grades fifth through eighth grade, they can participate in the solo contest. And then I'll have one of my friends come in and judge the contest and choose a couple winners. And right. they'll either get a little trophy or um, we have a, we usually offer a little cash prize too that the band boosters will throw out there. So oh, that's great. little incentives to keep them working, you know. Well, those are a couple of really great ideas. Yeah. yeah. I think that, you know, one of the things that I've tried to do is I've tried to offer our kids experiences that they normally would not get, um, let's just say at, at, at a smaller school. Right. Because we don't have as many resources locally. Access. Access yeah. to resources. Mm -hmm. And also, um, you know, I've made a lot of effort to raise money for our program. And the money I raise just goes right back into the program. And it goes right, right back to our students so I can bring in guest conductors and, and um, do fantastic performances like with the Copper Street Brass, who's been here a couple times. Um, but recently, one of my crazy ideas um, was <laughs> to raise money for scholarships. So oh. we're going to Nashville in right. just uh, three weeks or so. Okay. And we like to provide scholarships. But again, it's like, where is that money going to come from? Right. So um, I, I'm a big biker. I like to bike in the summer. Mm -hmm. And um, I know my colleague, Stephanie Schumacher, is a, is a big runner. So I said, hey... Would you be up for running to school, and 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 I'll bike from Northfield here, and we'll get pledges from our friends. We're not going to tap people that don't want to, right? Know, yeah, right, people that, right. that know us, and they know we're going to raise money for our students. And a then, cause. Yeah, a cause. Yeah. Right. So we did a GoFundMe, and I rode my bike from Northfield here, which is about twenty-five miles. And she ran from Zimbroda here, which is about 10 miles, equally taxing, right? If not more. Well, I was going to say, I'm not a runner. <laughs> right. I'm a biker right. like you. So probably more. Probably would be more for taxing, me. Yeah. right? And um, so, I, and our, you know, it was, it was like, what? You're going to do that? But I'm like, why not? 
So we raised over a thousand dollars, and then that's we great. Just that really that helps. Money right back into our students and help to you know facilitate them going on that trip. So. Right, right. Yeah. Well, we know that success leads to success. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about some of the milestones and successes, expectations that you have for your students. Sure. Um, earlier we were talking about that band karate program. That's what I do with the. Um, with the fifth graders and then in sixth grade i'm a little bit old school in that <laughs> i do ask them to memorize their scales now it's always a uh, like which ones do i do i was going to say much? memorizing <laughs> scales is not out of vogue it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> i was going to say because a lot of people just play the scales no i do right. like to have them memorize them so i have sixth graders i would call them band benchmarks and um in, in our program we ask that they learn the b flat e flat a flat, F, and the chromatic scale. And we ask that they learn the upper octaves. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not super like easy as far as, I want clarinets to cross the break. I want that to happen in sixth grade. I want sixth, sixth grade, grade trumpets Good. to get up to the high F and G. They're gonna be seeing it, you know, in the next year. Right. So um, the cool thing about that, again, I just wrote to McDonald's. I'm like, could you, do you guys have some coupons that I can award for kids who pass their scales? So the local McDonald's and Dairy Queen provide little coupons. And for every scale they pass, they get a little coupon or a treat. And then by the time, I, I like to have that done, mastered by March 1st. Like sometimes you just need a deadline and say, you can take till the end of the year, but I really would like to have that done by March 1st so that you are working towards it, you know. So what instrument do you play? Uh, Barry sax, tuba. Trumpet. Trumpet. Maybe alto. The alto saxophone. Yeah. Okay, very good. Good. Um, so what's your favorite thing about band? That's a great question. Well, we talked about band karate. Do you guys do that too? Oh, yeah. That that, that's the fifth and sixth grade. That's the fifth that's and sixth grade. grade. So what motivates you then in band, if it's not band karate? Not messing up band concert. That's what motivates me to do good. Yeah. yeah, to do well. Yeah. To do well. Good. How often do you perform? Uh, Every other three day. Three times. <laughs> No, like, right. Oh, perform. Perform, like concerts. When do you give Fall, concerts? Fall, winter, and spring. Fall, winter, Every spring. Time of the year. Yeah, yeah. Any special things in activities you do in band? That are, like even outside of band? We have a jazz band. Okay. That me and Will are in. Awesome. Does that meet before school? Yeah. Yeah. Next year, though, they're making it into an actual class where wow. you can take it as an actual class. That's cool. Do you like jazz? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's fun. I played in jazz band and... Pit orchestras and orchestra and band and every a brass quintet, everything I could find. What I, did you play? Trombone. Um, and then in um, middle school, seventh and eighth grade, it's uh, more of the same. They have to execute their scales and use usually video them and put them in their portfolio, which is something that the middle school team has. Um, and in high school, um, I really definitely hold kids accountable for getting their parts learned, but I'm not unrealistic. For instance, um, I know some people get practice cards or, or, or things that just take a lot of teacher work to grade, and I, I don't want to promote lying in any program <laughs> that I work right, in, right. so I just want kids to be highly invested. 
So most recently I gave them a targeted practice card and I said, um, I would like you to work on two measures every week, two measures that you cannot play. And you choose two different measures every week. So by at the end of two months, they've mastered quite a few measures. Right. And so that, you're turning that extrinsic motivation into intrinsic. Right. Yeah. Where they want to do it. Yeah. yeah. And and um and I said, let's be smart here. I know you're all three sport athletes and you're on the speech team and the drama club. And can we just use our time wisely? Let's just be smarter with how we use our time. When you walk into the classroom, I step on the podium about four minutes after the bell rings. So get their instruments out. A lot of you are here early. Get your instrument out and practice those measures. That's four free minutes. It is. Right. And you multiply that by five days a week, and now you put in 20 free minutes of practicing. Mm -hmm. So it's not about asking kids to do unrealistic things. You want to give them realistic goals and expectations to help them accomplish them. So that's what we do. And we promote honesty and just like, let's just get it done. You know, their rehearsal to be completely quiet like silent, right? but I also am, I allow a little bit of, of movement and conversation mm -hmm. and then when it's time to work, it's time to work. So, I mean, they understand how I roll on that. Um, but I do think that um, the relationships are central to what we do and knowing each other, both within the ensemble and the director and the, and the students are, it's only mutually beneficial to the final result, you know, right, right, right. So, to um, a couple things that I've done um, that I again I've gotten ideas from other people. Um, some people have done team building field trips. I know some people go on retreats or have walk-ins. Um, I've gone up to Camp Friendship every year up in uh, Eden Prairie, and it's like a high ropes course. Yeah. And we spend a day up there, and we do teamwork and problem solving and. Um, lots of fun interactive games where we get to know each other. So that's something you that do that with the high school students. With the high school students, yep. yeah. And again, it's a lot around traditions. Like we have traditions. We do mm -hmm. this. Kids look forward to doing stuff, and they know it's part of what our program is about. Um, I also, um, as far as relationships, we do um, we do tailgating before our football games, where the band parents will come in and grill up hot dogs and. We have a hot dog meal and chips and cookies, and then we go out and play um, the, the football, you know, top band. So those are traditions that we have. Um, I also think we've gone on trips, um, and trips are a great way for students to learn about the world, not just, not just music, you know, and how to be a better musician, but also to learn how to travel and to be independent from your, your parents. Mm -hmm. and. Um, how to conduct yourself, you know, when you're um, away from your town. So um, we took our most recent tour to Norway two years ago, wow. which was a huge endeavor. That's a, that's a big, yeah. Yeah, for that's such a, for a small town, we were really, really happy that we could get a group of music students and some community members. We did a joint thing with the community, so. Well, that, that in of itself is a great right. idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. Why not? Bring, right, bring your community. Right, so we made it open um, to the community, and I know um, we had grandparents and just friends and neighbors, some parents, but a great uh, collection of band and choir students as And well. they'll never forget those experiences. They will not. And no. they're, they're still talking about it, I'm exactly. sure. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, other things with um, uh, regarding relationships, like 
I, I like to think that band is a place where everyone belongs. I was yeah. telling um, my husband this morning that, you know, our family's a big sports family, and we, we also do music, too. But, you know, there's things about music that are just incredible. Like the fact that there are no starters. in, in Like on the, on the basketball team, there's starters. Everyone in band is a starter. There's no bench warmers. <laughs> right, right. Everybody has a role. Mm-hmm. Everybody's important. Third chair, equal. last trumpet. Right, composers equal, don't go, I'm going to write a really chair. lousy third clarinet right. part. <laughs> <laughs> They're writing a third of a chord. Right. Right. And I find that, you know, kids, is, we've turned to very sports-centric type of society. Mm-hmm. And I know that because my family is part of that. Right. But I love the fact that so many of our kids in our school have so much to hang their hat on. I'm an athlete, I'm a musician, I am in student council, I do all these things, and I can do them well, and I don't have to choose, and I'm going to have an important role in the band, and I'm going to sit with people in the band I may not sit with at the lunch table, and I may never really interact with them outside of band, but I am, I am exposed to all different kinds of people in our band. Right, know? and different kinds of repertoire different, and cultures. Absolutely, and, absolutely. Right. Um, I also want to say, um, I've talked to, uh, my students know, um, I definitely feel that, um, you know, part of that relationship thing is being their biggest fan, not mm-hmm. just recognizing what they're doing in the classroom, but noticing that their whole package is not just that one hour that they see you a day. They're out there doing this, or they're, they're volunteering, you know, for the FCCLA and and putting together you know a food shelf for our community and right. I really celebrate that these kids have beautiful and complete lives and music is just one small part of it you know or in some cases a big part of it right for some of my students you right know, so. and when you have something really big like a tour yeah. to Norway then it becomes front burner right and they invest fully in that yeah but realizing that sometimes it's front burner sometimes it's back burner but it's and all that's the, okay yeah but and I and I and I love the fact that you can always have it on simmer music is always mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and you're always important Right. Yeah. So um, good analogy. Yeah. Well, we know that you are a one person show here in terms of instruction of music. But tell, tell us about the infrastructure. or Where do you find help? Well, you know, um, number one, it's um, it's great to have two colleagues in my district. Um, Jan Strand, who's at the elementary school. OK. And Stephanie Schumacher, who's the choir director at the middle school, high school right here with me. Um, two colleagues who continually want to collaborate and share ideas and always trying to refine our instruction to best meet our students' needs. Um, okay. So it is a constant conversation with the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a lot of joint projects. I mean, we're doing a commission now, a commissioned work, um, kind of in thanks for our community support of our new addition at the uh, front of our building. Which is but, lovely, by the way. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And then, but also in, in honor of um, uh, one of my predecessors, Gary Skunberg, the band director in Kenyon. He died recently, oh. and we are dedicating the piece to him. So, Beautiful. Um, yeah, just great to have colleagues who you can talk shop with, mm-hmm. and they understand you. And also, um, I believe that my administrator, uh, Matt Ryan, has just been tremendously supportive. We're lucky to have 
um, somebody like Claire here who's putting all of her passion and energy into our small school band program. Right. But um, with that is some huge benefits for our students and communities. Well, and I think for her, too, because mm -hmm. she speaks so highly of the place. Mm -hmm. and, and she obviously is supported and feels valued. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in any workplace, yeah. that, that's pretty darn important. Feeling well, valued and supported. For sure. You want to come to work. Every, every All of us want to come to work <laughs> right. uh, to a place where we feel valued and supported and appreciated and, and those kind of things. And I, I certainly hope all of our teachers feel that here. Sure. And Claire's in a unique position in our district where she works with students in her content area from grade five through graduation. And that's, she has a different rare opportunity of, yeah she has yeah. a different level of connection with kids when they graduate from here than a lot of other teachers have the opportunity to even have because of our structure where she starts with them as fifth graders and sees that process all the way through well i should say he has given me a lot of autonomy to do things that maybe were unconventional um, right and um uh so sometimes when I have one of, you know, crazy idea, you know, he'll hear it out and he's like, okay, well, let's just go for it. <laughs> like the swap with uh, Bradley Mariska at Farmington, like we did that band director swap and maybe not all in administrators would be into that, but he's like, why not? A quick version of band director swap. What's yeah. that, what does that mean? Right. Like, what did well, you do? I mean, like seven years ago, I had a crazy idea. Like, why don't I just go over to Cannon Falls and direct them for the day? And why doesn't Joel Bryan come over to Kenny Wanamingo and direct my band. We both, we speak each other's language. We can wing it there or here or anywhere. Right. So um, he he was the first guy I did it with, and um, he stepped on the podium. Joel's a great guy. Yeah. I, I like I Joel. Joel. He's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and the students loved it, and both, you know, we, we just got so much out of it. Right. So I, it's been a while since I've done that. I think I did it twice with Cannon Falls, and then, um, and then I asked Bradley recently up at Farmington, I'm like, are you into that? Let's do that again. And he was like, "What?" He's my go. partner yeah. on the podcast. Right. Yeah, right. And and uh, yeah, he's he's got a great spirit, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, it, he, he is one infectious guy. He is. Passionate. I really love that, and I'm inspired by him to right. watch him and to see his kids. And I think it was both of us were like I started my um, career like student teaching at Farmington, so for mm. me it was oh, like so a homecoming. return to right. where sure. I was, although a different school. But um, just so impressed to see a different band program. And then for him to come down here, the kids were just lit up with excitement to see a different director on the podium. So the next day when you return, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, they're ready to talk. Right. Yeah. Right. And they're like, Mrs. Larson, you need to sweat more. You need to get, <laughs> you need to jump around. And I'm like, okay. So that is awesome. They got to see a different style and different ears yeah. on their music. And sure. that just benefits everybody. That's so, great. Yeah. That's a great story. I yeah. like it. So this has been another episode in... Bands in Minnesota!